0: All right, when does this become a podcast?
1: I don't know. I, I might cut that part in, but otherwise, right now, hey, hello, welcome. <laughs> uh, you probably have no idea what I was talking about right there, because I didn't leave it in. Ooh, tricky. Oof, I'm tricky spoopy. like that. Spoopy.
0: It's, it's kind of uh, incredible to think that we actually have discussions that aren't podcast setting.
1: Yeah. I know we like put on this front here where we pretend that everything we say is like being recorded at all times, but that's not always the case
0: wait i have a life that's not recorded
1: yeah approximately i'm too lazy to do the math on what percentage of your life is not on this podcast uh
0: well i do record a lot of other things in my life so it does feel sometimes like my whole <laughs> life is recorded <laughs>
1: <laughs> that's fair
0: data collection is fun Oh yeah. um so this is the layer by layer podcast I'm going to go through the things you need to say at the beginning of every show you dimwits. All oh, uh, right,
1: right. Love that section in our
0: notes. That's my favorite section. So this show was recorded Friday, November 22nd. You can discuss the show on Reddit, which Andrew has the URL for.
1: That's right. And it's secret. You can't have it. <laughs>
0: We only have one URL. We can't just give it away to anyone yeah, like that. Yeah, you can
1: rent the URL if you want for a couple weeks, uh, <laughs> but after that, you have to give it back so that someone else in the community can use it.
0: All right, that, that seems fair. I mean, that, may, maybe that explains why our comments have slowed down recently.
1: <laughs> That's fair.
0: Um, that that or we're just putting out uh, podcasts on a regular rate so people just can't keep up with us. I don't know what, what's up with that. But...
1: Yeah, I mean, we're still putting out podcasts way slower than like most podcasts do. but. Shh.
0: <laughs> it's fine everything's fine um and our logo was made by the wonderful sarah olson had to not had to pause myself i was, myself to I was, not I was ready up.
1: to i was ready to correct you
0: there Yeah, I, my mind corrected myself mid-sentence <laughs> uh whew, okay so how are we doing today how are we doing? Yeah, uh, I didn't ask you. I'm collectively asking how we're doing today. How is the okay. sum of this podcast doing?
1: Um, halfway awake and pretty good.
0: I'm glad that you're pretty good.
1: <laughs> Hello, listeners. It's me, Andrew. And Kit. He's here, too. Go yeah. Ahead. Um
0: I'm just here for the good looks.
1: Yeah, I just... We realized partway through this episode that we should mention this at the beginning. Uh, go do the survey for the official layer-by-layer awards show, which doesn't have a name yet.
0: <laughs> Is layer-by-layer awards show not I mean, the name?
1: We should come up with a name for it, but we'll do that in the future, not in this opening segment. Uh, we can have a discussion about
0: that. All right, uh, we really right. planned ahead here. Yeah, anyway. Uh, you should plan ahead. <laughs> by listener, filling out the form. I'm,
1: I'm, I'm, yeah, this is telling you go fill out the form. You can vote on what you think is the winner of a whole bunch of categories. There's more details later in this episode, but I just wanted to mention it now. Go do it now. Don't, don't wait until we discuss it on the episode. You will forget. Just go click the link in the show notes and do it. Okay, bye.
0: Okay, thanks. Bye. This should be interesting. Um... <laughs>
1: So we've got some uh, d- very brief follow-up here from the last episode. Uh, I- actually, I don't even know why this is follow-up. Somehow our discussion of world records has moved into the follow-up section, just <laughs> in general. <laughs> it's not really follow-up, but hey. So Kaijun Lin has set a five-blind world record mean. I don't think he set the single, right?
0: Yeah, that's correct. He, he got a uh, ASR single, but he did okay. not get the world record.
1: Yes, he set the world record mean, which is very surprising for me because I just haven't heard anything about Kaijun Lin in a while, but apparently still doing pretty well.
0: Uh, I, I don't know. It's kind of interesting because um, I didn't realize that the five blind mean record was quote unquote bad. Yeah. Uh, I mean, <laughs> it makes sense now after Kaijun set the record, but I mean, if you look at Stanley's results, he very seldomly gets means. Yeah. And... When he does, like his, his uh world record mean before Kaijin broke it, you know, were based off of two singles that even at the time I think he would have said were dreadful. Okay. Um so like he it, this was the comp after he set the um the world record at two forty eight nineteen. It was uh his second world record sub three single. He had many other sub three singles, but it was the second world record that was sub three. Mm-hmm. Um And his times in that mean were 334, 308, and 328. So, like, I'm sure if you asked Stanley how he felt about that mean, he he would say that they were two awful solves and one maybe passable one.
1: Yeah, that's true. I have seen that he has commented saying that he'll probably be able to break this soon. Yeah. Which, I mean, I believe it.
0: (laughs) Totally, yeah. But, I mean, if you consider that that was his only mean in the entire year of 2019... Actually, his only mean... Ever. Oh, really? Yes. Uh, It starts to make more sense why that record would be, you know, we'll use the quote unquote bad phrase again. Yeah. Uh, So, yeah, that's. I I, I was definitely surprised too to see Kaijin break it. Um, But it makes sense that it was probably of all of the Blind World records that are as they stand currently, uh, definitely the most beatable one.
1: So, a topic in our topic section that should have been in follow-up is that i forgot the bell last episode uh so for anyone keeping track at home who has like a theory about what might be causing the bell just ignore last episode from your uh data set
0: (laughs) i did bell worthy things i'm sure yeah probably i don't know i haven't
1: listened to it i don't listen to the show i just edit it
0: i (laughs) mean i mean when you edit don't you kind of have to listen to it a little bit (laughs)
1: <laughs> i mostly just listen to the parts where i'm talking and i'm like oh yeah that's good uh
0: right right and then and then you kind of pass through the parts where i'm talking like oh, why do i let this guy open his mouth on my show
1: <laughs> yeah so if you notice any like big audio mistakes in the parts where Kit's talking that's why uh, i mean
0: th- that's how an f-bomb made it through a couple weeks ago right
1: <laughs> that's true That's <laughs> true
0: <laughs> i was very animated apparently at the time um, you were really angry about something <laughs> uh, yeah i i don't even remember what it was about but I was very upset about whatever we were talking about. <laughs> yeah, it was funny because um, that was one episode I was listening to with Lauren, I believe, and uh, I heard it go through, and I'm like, "Oh man, you got the limited edition of the episode." <laughs> uh, I'm sure she sets it to like auto download episodes, and yeah. if you I do mean, that, most,
1: most people probably got that version. To be honest, yeah. So just well, I mean, for the future, hopefully the show has a long, long tail on these things, and like. There's going to end up being more listens over time than what we had when we released it. Oh, yeah.
0: Absolutely. But, yeah, some people have the limited edition version of that episode with an F-bomb in it, so that's cool. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) I do try to make my my, uh, language child-friendly when I do this podcast. I start off really poor at that when we began yeah <laughs> and it, i think my mindset changed as we went on but yeah i do try to not be crude for the younger uh crowd that listens to this podcast
1: yeah i think it's worth doing
0: yeah because i mean there's nothing there's nothing that it really adds other than just pure vitriol and uh madness but yeah <laughs> you, know, <laughs> you know whatever it's fine <laughs>
1: <laughs> so now that we're done with real t- follow-up We've got some topics here that we could talk about.
0: Incredible. It's the fastest we've made it. I, I think we've said this before, actually, so it's, it's definitely not. Uh, anyways.
1: <laughs> so I think you were watching the Red Bull Rubik's World Cup. Is that correct? Or at least you saw part of it?
0: I So the Red Bull World Cup finals happened right before the first attempt of FMC Americas. Mm, okay. Okay so uh, most of it happened while like especially on the west coast it was almost all when we were sleeping
1: yeah i just i know that i saw that you like posted a clip of it on Reddit i did or I,
0: yeah i didn't watch that live but i heard about that clip and i found it so okay <laughs> a hilarious clip right now you are freaking...
1: uh, i'm feeling pretty satisfied <laughs> uh but this is not a, uh, an official competition so that was just for so fun and Thank you for inviting me. Uh, <laughs> His reaction so good.
0: He's just like, we're going to ignore that. <laughs> that was just said. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I ju- it's just kind of like the... Um, it's kind of like being, like, invited... Um, to like your since we're you know thanksgiving is coming up um it's kind of like being invited to like your significant others like uh family thanksgiving dinner (laughs) and then asking like you know so how are you enjoying it and then you're just kind of like well this isn't like a real thanksgiving dinner but you know (laughs) thanks for inviting me
1: yeah It's... (laughs) it's and she just says it like she i it's hard for me to like tell from that clip whether she is intentionally like doing that as a roast or if that's just like she's just like not thinking about
0: that no i honestly i i think it was genuine like i think that was just genuinely what she thought yeah like i i think it just came out like you know um you know i'm just having fun because you know these results aren't official (laughs) and they're not they're not official so that's true i mean official in the sense of like being able to set records
1: yeah so let's let's talk about what the red bull world cup is for people who don't know yes because i'll admit i didn't even know this was happening until i saw you post that clip of it
0: (laughs) um yeah so the red bull world cup it started as a uh event i believe last year this is only the second rendition isn't it wait there actually was one last year i thought there was just like preliminary stuff no they they did do a finals i'm gonna just look up real quick um the red bull world cup uh this started last year and they actually called it the world championship which had a lot of people upset Uh, yeah um but uh they um had a completely different format than the wca uses for competitions uh you do head-to-head solving in a bracket style format rather than you know doing averages and ranking based on time um and so as a result, they're trying to go for a more spectator-friendly uh, version than sort of a competitor-friendly version of a competition. And obviously, that makes sense given that you know it's Red Bull sponsored. They want to you know have promotions for all this sort of material. But it had a lot of controversy attached to it. Uh, not just in the naming of using World Championship, which this year they renamed to World Cup to not confuse with the WCA's World Championship.
1: Yeah, the real world championship.
0: Yes. Uh, and, and, like, you know, you can criticize that and say that, like, you know, it, anyone can host a world championship, but in within the community, like, the WCA world championship is clearly seen as the world championship of yeah. cubing. So, um, I mean, I think it was good and it a, a, res, a respectful decision for them to call it something different. Uh, I honestly, like, even as WCA, like, I think that the – The Red Bull World Cup is a good thing for cubing. Mm, Okay, I don't like. I think that it it promotes the activity. It gets more people involved in cubing. Like I, I don't see it as a negative. I, I, I think initially, as it was originally proposed, I did see it that way. But yeah, um,
1: I can agree with that. I don't, I don't, I really don't like the format of like the competition. It just doesn't seem like the best way to like actually try to be good at cubing uh, i
0: agree i also just don't think it makes that many exciting moments now i say this given that we had like a point zero zero one head-to-head matchup in this oh yeah
1: i saw that between sebastian and philip right? yes
0: yeah the, the the vire uh brothers had a uh one of their matchups where they were all off of each other by a thousandth of a second um and basically the whole internet was complaining about the whole timing structure because I think it, was it Sebastian who won?
1: I don't. Or no, I have no, no I, have, it was, I have no idea what happened
0: at this. Thing. I think it was. I think it was Philip. I think Philip was the one who won. Um, okay, but it looked like he he stopped his timer last. Red Bull does a pretty good job of trying to get the two competitors to start the timers at the exact same time, so that it is easier to see who's winning or not. But because of how close it was, the difference in their solve times was less than the difference between the time in which they had actually started. Yeah. And as a result, Sebastian, who appeared, uh, to have stopped the timer first lost. Mm -hmm. Like it was like live. It looked like he clearly stopped the timer first. And basically the whole internet is like, what the hell this guy lost. How, why did he have a a quicker time? Your things are malfunctioning. Oh, Uh, really? Yeah. So it's kind of funny. Cause like, um, you know, they. I feel like they actually did get a really good moment out of that competition for a head-to-head event. And so much of, like, comments that I saw about that moment were about how they were wrong.
1: Yeah. I mean, <laughs> if you, like, my take on this is that if they're going to go in the direction of a head-to-head thing, they should go, like, all the way. And, like, you can have a timer, mm-hmm. but have it be much more referee-based. So it's like you have someone who, like, blows a whistle to start... And mm-hmm. they can assign a penalty for starting early or something. So, like, make it more of a sport thing where there's, like, human error involved. And then it's, like, whoever finishes first is indeed the one who won. Like, I feel like you, you should, rather than, like, kind of matching it up but still using the time as the as the actual winner, I feel like it's, like, if you're going to go in the direction of making this a head-to-head sporting kind of thing. Right. Like, you should just go all the way and, like, throw in the human referee.
0: Mm-hmm yeah um it's that's an interesting point too especially in which i have to imagine that red bull be considering given if they're reading the comments of their videos that are making it to the front page of reddit uh so but i also agree that just i don't in general i don't think the head-to-head format works well in cubing i I don't think so yeah um like the amount of variability in one's solving times is so low in cubing compared to, like, the variability in results in almost any other activity.
1: I mean, yeah, part of it is that there's no interaction between the
0: That too, yes. Yeah.
1: And, like, that's, like, the closest sport to cubing, I would say, is probably golf. But golf at the same time, like, I don't know, I feel like you get better moments out of golf because it's not, like, like, the difference in between, like, winners is, like, it's a discrete amount, right? You're not... It's not like cubing where it's a time, which is a continuous thing. It's you made a shot or you missed it. And I feel like that leads to much like much more... It's much more trackable. So even even when you have this solitary activity mm-hmm. and you're just comparing scores at the end, it's much easier to track those scores in real time because each round happens much more slowly and you can very easily count how well someone is doing.
0: Right, yeah. Like <laughs> a... a, a uh... Golf tournament takes place over four days. Yeah. Just to determine the winner of the single event. Yep. And I mean, sure, you could break it down by hole and say that like holes are kind of like one solve in cubing. But even a hole in golf takes so much longer than a solve Mm -hmm. does. And I think you make a good point, too, because I see like kind of like the golf can be different depending on like what course you play it on. And, but the thing is, like, each p- player has the same experience on that hole, unless, like, if there's a gust of wind while one person shoots and the other doesn't have that gust of wind or something. Yeah. Um, but, like, that's not something that is interactive. It's not like tennis or, like, like, a tennis head-to-head sport where how fast you hit the ball to the other person or what direction you hit it in makes it harder or easier for them to shoot it back at the other player. You know, there's nothing like that in golf or cubing, maybe with the exception of golf, maybe, like, when you're on the putting green and they don't mark their ball, you can hit their ball with your <laughs> ball. Like... Um,
1: I think you're confusing golf with a different sport.
0: What, like, miniature golf?
1: <laughs> oh, oh, no, I thought you meant, like, in croquet, where, like, if you if your ball hits the other person's, like, you can launch their ball.
0: Oh, no, I mean, in <laughs> golf, you technically... I get, Yeah, okay. you can...
1: You can hit the exact spot where they hit their ball, yes. but typically that's mitigated with ball markers in golf on the green.
0: Right, right. Yeah, so most sane people will use ball markers on the green to make sure that doesn't happen. Yeah. It doesn't happen on, like, the fairway, typically. So yeah. <laughs> um, you could technically hit an insanely small target with your golf ball and send the other player flying, usually at your own detriment. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> If you could so, pull
1: it off, though, like put some backspin on that ball so that yours doesn't go way, way yeah. out of the way, and then like, oh man, you
0: you Brilliant. probably need to be be like dude perfect and take like 500 <laughs> attempts to until you get the one shot that is yeah. the exact trick you were looking for.
1: And by that time, the other person's finished the hole.
0: <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So, um, yeah, probably not the best strategy. Um, Although,
1: actually, now that I think about it. In golf, whoever shoots is the, person, is the person who's further away from the hole. So as mm. long as you miss by a super wide margin every time, you could keep taking that shot and keep attempting to hit their ball.
0: As long as you are f- always further away after each attempt.
1: Yeah. Because so, like, otherwise they'll be able to run yeah. away from you. Yep. <laughs> <laughs>
0: This is a terrible idea. Because um, <laughs> Here's the problem, too, is that if you're further away from the hole and you're trying to, like, hit the other person's ball, the angle at which you are coming at is surely going to hit them closer to the hole than where they were previously. You
1: just have to hit them really hard so that they go so far away from the hole <laughs> that, like...
0: <laughs> uh, don't ever become a golfer. Um <laughs> I don't. I don't want to see what strategies you come up with. <laughs> You're like this sport's not interesting. There's not enough player to player interaction. <laughs> I gotta be aiming for the balls, like other people's golf balls, <laughs> not my own. No oh, man. Uh, um. Anyways, back to cubing. Um, yeah.
1: So I think I think that the current format that um, the WCA uses for like head to head finals and stuff is a better way to go where you alternate solves because then the audience can for one thing track exactly how well someone is doing yeah and you get a precise time out of it i don't know just it just seems like a better format overall because i think it's easier for the audience to track and you get a precise time
0: so i've toyed around with ideas of how to do head-to-head finals better at least within wca formats Mm -hmm. and what i thought would actually be really fun but potentially logistically somewhat difficult is you have all of the finalists do solve one then all of the finalists do solve two and so on until you finish like simultaneously not simultaneously like they go one by one
1: okay so i assume they can't see the person before them doing each solve
0: ideally yeah but i mean you could in theory like update everyone on how everyone did after solve one
1: yeah yeah
0: Like, that's I don't think there's anything wrong with that. It would just be like a normal competition where you're, you know, cycling in and out at Mm a more random rate. And, um, you know, people know other people's solves typically as they're as they're in the process of completing an average. Yeah. Um, I I don't know. I think feel like it would make things more like somewhat exciting to you go into the fifth solve kind of like knowing I need X or lower to guarantee a win or something like that.
1: Yeah, and for the audience, it's you wouldn't have that thing where sometimes the people who are competing last are already guaranteed to lose by their like third solve.
0: Right. Well, they can't be guaranteed. Or, well, not by guaranteed,
1: the third. but like you know, they can't Effectively. be close to guaranteed. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. You can only be guaranteed by solve four. <laughs> right. Because in theory, you could. Get two ridiculously quick solves, but yeah, um, at some point it might be like you well, need like back-to-back world record singles to. It, it might in. also
1: be at the point where you need a negative solve on.
0: That's true. That's true. So you could
1: technically be guaranteed by solve two, right? Like if you DNF twice.
0: Oh yeah, for I instance. Guess. Duh. Yeah. Okay. Fair. I stand corrected.
1: <laughs> but yeah, so you can definitely end up in situations where the last solves end up not being as exciting. Whereas if everyone was doing the last solve, it would be. Much more interesting, I think. Yeah, so totally. So I kind of like that idea.
0: I it's I'm not running nationals anymore. It's definitely something I proposed within the team to see if we wanted to try it out one year. But uh, maybe I'll just try it out like at a local comp.
1: Yeah, that'd be fun. Um,
0: if I've had like a place where I had like a projector, I think it'd be pretty cool because you could have like live standings. Mm-hmm. Um, my thought too is that um, whoever is the top C gets like the advantage to go last within each round. So like eight C would come out first for for solve one say if it's top eight finals um the eighth seed would come out do their solve seventh seed would come out do their solve then six five four three two one then we send everyone out of the room again and basically repeat that process five times yeah um, but we could have a like a spreadsheet of all the results um after each round that displays kind of the current standings in the final does a, I feel like that format does a really good job of preserving, um, like, a good way to determine a winner while also making it very exciting.
1: Yeah, because each solve, you're like, every single solve matters at that point and
0: because mm-hmm.
1: everyone's results are being updated constantly.
0: Yeah, exactly. So, I don't know. I fe- and I feel like you could make it work well enough Um, like for example, if you had the next, so like if you you did it, that sort of set up like head to head finals and like, say like at the start, you brought eight and seven out right away, had eight go. And then while eight is clearing out and seven is solving six can quietly get ready. And I mean, that's no worse than head to head finals currently where, you know, you have to worry about someone like not looking over at the other station to see what they're doing or something Mm -hmm. like that. I don't know. This discussion really makes me want to try this now. Like, I definitely wanted to do it for a while, but, like, haven't been super motivated. But maybe I'll have to plan for this at an upcoming comp.
1: Yeah. Is there anything else about the Red Bull World Cup that you thought was interesting?
0: Um, not particularly. I mean, I my opinion of head-to-head solving is just that people solves very so little that even if someone, like, globally averages a second less, it's a completely uninteresting matchup.
1: Yeah, It just it's never very f- fun to watch. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I mean the early rounds aren't. I think it gets exciting by like the very last rounds where people are close enough that they do tend to like win a share. Each of them win a share of the matches.
1: I think. I think it's interesting. Like, I think it loses some interest though at that point because it's really hard to see what's going on in the solve. Like, especially trying to watch two solves at once and track where they are relative to each other. Like, even for an experienced cuber, that's really hard to tell who's like in the lead on any given solve and it's just such a short
0: experience yeah i found that watching their slow-mo replays was more interesting than the actual solving yeah <laughs> um like i think that really helped with in their broadcast is that after every matchup they did like a 25 speed replay of okay. both simultaneously i see that i think helped but it was also kind of like at that point you are also already know who won
1: yeah they need to do it they need to just tell the competitors solve one quarter of your normal speed and then
0: <laughs> or we just need to make fmc duel an actual thing yeah that people that would, care that would be about pretty cool yeah because that is actually i think pretty interesting to watch because it turns i don't know it, it turns it into definitely less of a sport and more of like chess yeah but uh i really do think that uh especially if like i i've i've heard of systems being made for bluetooth cubes with FMC Duel. Ooh, nice. So that, like, it would manage the clocks and all that for you.
1: I bet that, what are we calling it? Cubing 99? Cube 99? What yeah. do you call it? That would be pretty fun to watch in person.
0: That's true. If there's a way to make that watchable, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. um, by the way, if anyone doesn't know what FMC Duel is, um probably should clarify for those who have not heard of this before um it's a game of head to, it's a head-to-head cubing game where um you get a chess timer uh so you like a mutual clock that will only tick down for one person at a time and you can either scramble your cubes the same way or um my favorite way to do it is at the beginning you start with the other person's cube and spend as much t- of your own time as you like scrambling their
1: cube <laughs> That's always fun.
0: Yeah. Um, and then once they're scrambled, you each turn, you make one move at a time in uh, HTM. And uh, when you make your move, you hit the chest timer so that the other person's time ticks down. So it's a fewest moves challenge because in the end, because you're making one move at a time, the person who solves it in the fewest moves wins. But you're racing against a clock as well. Um, so you have to do it efficiently and quick, but much more emphasis on efficiency. And it can be really fun to watch, too, because you, as you mentioned, you can see how close each of them are to finishing at any given point. It's very easy to compare. who's Yeah,
1: to some extent, at least.
0: Yeah, to some extent. It's a, it's a lot easier than, he, like, Red Bull head-to-head, where it's over yeah. in six or seven seconds.
1: That would be a fun—that's That, that that's an actual good event for, like, watching live, I think.
0: Yeah, if, it, I feel like if cubing were to be a head-to-head sport, that is the best— format that's most watchable but i also get that people really like the speed aspect of it too yeah so it is what it is
1: all right so a few episodes back i mentioned an idea i had did i even mention this on the show i think i did um yeah we did okay yeah so an idea for like an awards show basically at the end of the year whatever our last episode of the year is or the first episode of next year maybe uh we'll see how the timing works out on that but Uh, Some episode around then, we do basically kind of a year in review with a bunch of highlights of the year. And we've both come up with some ideas, mostly... Mostly you. Mostly me. But yeah, so we've got some ideas for awards we're going to give out. Obviously, no physical awards or monetary awards will be given. Uh, It's purely bragging rights, I guess. (laughs) But yeah, so we'll be doing that. And I'll put a link to a Google form that you can fill out. Because part of the award show is going to be adjudicated by our audience or perhaps other places. Like, we're probably going to share this around so that it's not just our audience voting on it. Because I don't know, maybe we should though. But I don't know, we can, <laughs> we'll see. We'll see what happens. But that Google Doc will be shared around. You can vote on all of these t- uh, categories that we're going to announce now. Um, some of the categories I'll put in, like, if there are certain things that I expect to get a lot of results, I will put those into the survey. Other ones will be completely free response. But yeah, so let's let's go through the topics. Oh, and by the way, just uh, just in case I, I didn't really mention this, the way the awards will be given out at the end is, I will have a vote, Kit will have a vote, and the audience will have a vote. And I don't know, if there's a three-way tie, or if we all vote for different things, then I guess we'll have to get some external force to uh, mediate the tie
0: like a random number generator i don't know i was thinking we could just like call
1: up like a different cuber or something and get him on as a guest
0: live on the show just like call someone up and be like yo pick one of these three
1: yeah yeah no particular reason exactly and just like the first (laughs) cuber we know who answers our phone call uh, gets to pick the winner
0: (laughs) that seems reasonable all right cool so anyway
1: Uh (laughs) on to announcing the topics time for me to go into my official voice I'm just going to go through them all real quick, and then we can go back and uh, give some examples of things we might expect. And these are all from the year 2019, so just, like, add of 2019 to the end of these category names. So, (laughs) best new 3x3. Best new non-3x3 puzzle. Best episode of layer-by-layer. Hold on. This is a, We actually definitely should share this other places so that people will be like, oh, it's a fun survey. I can vote on my favorite things from the year and then they'll learn about the podcast like suddenly. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> Best world record. Luckiest official scramble. Best layer-by-layer subreddit user with a Gandalf-related username. Subreddit comment of the year. And finally... Huber of the Year.
0: Yeah, I dig it.
1: Cool. So uh, the only ones of those that I think would be maybe be a little bit unclear is like Best World Record. That's kind of open for whatever you want to interpret that is, whether that's most impressive, most unexpected, whatever. Luckiest Official Scramble. I'm definitely going to put some examples in the document uh in the in the form i'm going to spend some more time thinking about this and if you have any ideas as well kit please let me know yeah. uh the ones the ones i have in mind right now are harry savage's 17 uh, fmc world record f- official scramble because that was like mm-hmm. a six move domino reduction
0: yeah before I- anyone really even used domino too
1: yeah so it was just, <laughs> <laughs> and that was right at the beginning of the year there was the scube world record scramble which was just a u-perm um you mentioned recently walker had a very funny blind solve where he got like a 38 uh yep i'm sure there are other things but i'll spend some more time thinking about that and put some options in the uh survey
0: i feel like we're gonna allow for write-ins though aren't we
1: oh yeah write-ins will be allowed in everything um there are just certain categories that like on that one a lot of people i think wouldn't necessarily have something that pops to mind immediately so i'm going to try to put all the Mm -hmm. biggest examples i can think of um just that so that you aren't just like reading and being like I can't think of any like I don't know what the scrambles were for anything and then yeah cuber of the year is just gonna be very again very open to interpretation whoever we think was the best cuber this year
0: I I think one that will clearly only have two choices though is the best layer by layer Reddit user with a Gandalf related username
1: you never know there could be others yeah it's uh,
0: probably a a a, a two horse race there <laughs> um. I should
1: mention we will only include uh, layer-by-layer Reddit users who have posted on our Reddit before this episode with a Gandalf-related uh, yeah. username, so <laughs> that we don't get a flood of <laughs> alt accounts uh, <laughs> trying to win the com- the competition.
0: <laughs> I almost want to say that, well, let's open it up <laughs> and just see what yeah, happens. I
1: mean, write-ins <laughs> will be allowed, so if you can convince people to uh, to do that, then then go for it, but other than that, we're just gonna have the two listed.
0: <laughs> Fair enough.
1: Uh, were there any other uh, categories here that were unclear? I'll, I'll make sure I compile a list of every new three by three that I know of. Um, oh boy, I, I should actually. I'm gonna send a message to Phil you actually and ask him if he knows, <laughs> if he has a list <laughs> I'm anywhere sure, handy.
0: I'm sure he'll know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I don't know if he'll know like off the tip of his tongue, but I'm sure he's easy access to whatever yeah. <laughs> that might, wherever that data might be. Yeah, so
1: those are our categories. Go ahead and go and vote on them. Link is in the, the show notes for this episode. It'll also be posted on the subreddit and probably other places. That that's about it. Hello, we're back from the past. Um, cool. So we should have a name for this awards show. I have a couple ideas I wanted to bounce off of you. Okay. Um, the first one, which I think is the most obvious, is The Layers.
0: The Layers? <laughs> yeah. What about the... Awards.com slash R (laughs) slash layer by layer show awards. That is another option.
1: (laughs) The other thing I was thinking was possibly the Cubies, you know, to fit with like the Grammys and the Tonys and stuff. Mm -hmm. And it's like Cubies are a thing. I don't know.
0: Yeah, Layers doesn't like have that quite that ring to it, I guess. Yeah,
1: the Layeries, the Lay
0: Lay labies. What? Hmm.
1: (laughs) Doesn't sound quite right.
0: (laughs) Hey, ladies.
1: No, no, no.
0: (laughs) Woo. Okay. Um, uh, This this did not go in the direction I was imagining. Um, Yeah. I mean, I don't. I feel like Cubies is just even though it has the ring to it, it's just very generic.
1: Yeah. Hmm the layer maybe we should just go the layer by layer award show slash r dot like something (laughs) like that but we both need to like learn whatever it is like we it can't be a new thing every time it's like that is the official name of it and we say that every time we refer to it
0: um i don't know i honestly don't mind the layer by layer award show
1: that's also good
0: (laughs) (laughs) i mean i don't know like the layers is kind of cool in some way but uh i don't know like if we had physical prizes like like some trophy it'd be really cool to like have cubes with like different colors on every layer yeah so like it clearly is like those are the layers if it wasn't clear enough what about the lb's
1: the lb's
0: Ooh, the lb's yeah like lbl lb's like uh elbows but lbs
1: (laughs) yeah it's like oh man i hit my lbs on that (laughs) railing
0: (laughs) (laughs) and if we had physical awards they'd just be elbows (laughs) yeah
1: all right it's the lbs (laughs)
0: it's the lbs that's for sure but how do we how do we like type the lbs like or how Hmm. do we spell it out is it like e l b i e s
1: yeah i think that would be it
0: or is it capital l capital b i e s
1: I think I just like it spelled out E L B I E S. That way you have to like say it in order to get it.
0: Okay. And if you win if you win one, do you win an L B E L B Y? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Glad we're really you know, I wanna just nail down the how this needs to be spelled because people are gonna be discussing this, you know, and yeah. I don't okay. want like four hundred different spellings of our awards.
1: Yeah that's true maybe we should make physical awards too that way when we send them out to people they can make like youtube videos being like i want an lb and then people <laughs> be like what's that and then they find our podcast
0: or they find an elbow and they're like <laughs> that's weird okay <laughs> i mean i guess it's 2019 soon to be 2020 if you could win an elbow why not <laughs> uh, Alright, we win. Okay. This is yep. this is this is the winner. So let's talk about FMC Americas. Yeah. I think that FM if it hasn't happened already, FMC Americas is the coming out party of DR. I,
1: I feel like it's probably already been been there for a little bit.
0: Yeah, this is definitely like the the I, I, I am convinced that it's a viable method.
1: Oh yeah, me too. And Actually, I was one
0: of its biggest attractors.
1: Yeah, I, I gotta say I was kind of there for like the cutting edge of dr starting to be popular again Mm -hmm. or starting to be like considered as a good method like i made a video about how to do it or at least one way to recognize how to do drs yeah early on but i actually realized that there was something that i hadn't considered like or at least i was just like thinking about it wrong so i think that i i was like there when it first started and then i messed with it for a bit and then eventually i was like nah that's not that it's not that good for me to like put all this time into it but there is a different approach that has made really changed my mind very quickly. But let's talk about the competition first, and then I'll get to what yes. that is. Okay. So it was a really interesting competition. Um, as you were just saying, the top three results were all like pure domino reduction means.
0: Yeah. And I think five and six, fifth and sixth place might have been pure DR2. Oh, really? I think I saw that somewhere, but I don't know for sure.
1: I used a domino reduction in one of my solves. Uh, yeah,
0: but I would hardly call it a domino yeah, reduction. Yeah, no, it was,
1: it was basically unintentional. I just did some moves that looked good, and they happened to
0: do a DR. Uh, yeah, although it was funny because, because um, so you did an EO start, right? Yeah. And if you had switched at that point, I think, and had done, yeah. like, the last three moves after that, it would have been a DR.
1: Yeah, it would have been a nine-move DR plus a two-by-two-by-two. By two by two.
0: Yes, so, like, your solution could have been definitely a, a good DR solve, but the way you found it was not DR.
1: Yep. Yeah, <laughs> I just found really through EO, me. then block building. <laughs> yeah. I mean, technically, every solve is a DR solve, because you have to do a DR before the last move. Yeah, okay, uh, fair, <laughs> fair. But yeah, this one actually did have a DR that I did. I did it intentionally. I just wasn't, like, thinking of it as a DR yeah um i basically noticed like if i do these moves it'll orient a bunch of corners and i thought that would be good and it happened to orient all of the corners <laughs> and all of the edges
0: that's reasonable
1: yeah <laughs> yeah so i guess i was i came in fourth after i got that last solve i was pretty happy because i was like i don't know what anyone else did but i know for sure that you got your prediction wrong uh, oh yeah
0: 100 percent. that's why i call them bad predictions
1: yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> It's such an amazing difference between last year and this year, though. Like, last year, I think won.
0: I think it was 27 flat, but yeah. Oh, okay. Or maybe you're right. I, hmm.
1: I, I thought it was 27.33 because I could have had a 27 mean, and that was when I did DNF'd by not writing my name.
0: No, yeah, you're right. It was
1: 27.33.
0: Yeah. We literally talked about this last episode.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But yeah, so it was really um, very impressive results.
0: I thought the scrambles were very poor.
1: Oh, really? I didn't mind them really at all.
0: Two was great. I thought two was a very good scramble. Um, I thought one and three were trash.
1: Hmm. Okay. I didn't I didn't feel quite the same way. I, f- I thought that two was, like, really good. And that was the one I yeah. got 23 on, obviously. Yeah, but I yeah. thought the other two were just kind of middle of the road. Like, they had a lot of good EOs.
0: I did not feel that way. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I wasn't finding those EOs.
1: I didn't do the most straightforward EOs. I, um... I think on all three solves, I did a, like, setup to a one move to finish EO, but you had to, like, miss in between. Right, right. So they weren't straightforward, but the ones I found were good. Mm-hmm. So I was happy about that.
0: That's good. Yeah. Um, I definitely did some switch. I tried some switch EOs on one. I don't think I saw any good places to do it on three, though.
1: Hmm. On, on solve two, I tried the very first thing I saw was a switch EO and i tried that before trying the other ones on that like on the same orientation i think it was blue front uh i didn't even try the other eos on blue front which were the same number of moves i didn't even try them until like 20 minutes left in the solve because i just oh wow i found better stuff with this switch eo right away
0: that's good I, yeah, I feel like I need to play around with it. It's just not something that comes to mind for me right away to think about, like, just getting to, like, four bad edges, checking yeah. to see where the four bad edges will be when I switch.
1: Yeah, it's something that's very easy for me to do because I'm very used to, like... I can recognize a bad edge super quickly, so I don't have to, like, think very hard about tracking where they're going to be.
0: Yeah, I'm getting better at tracking bad edges, but I'm also uh, not as easy solver. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, like I know Phil, you can literally, at least in his orientation, like look at a cube in one second and be like, boom, bad edges.
1: Yeah. I'm not quite as, I'm not that good. Um, it takes me like two seconds probably. Ooh. And it depends on the orientation. In in my, in my most comfortable orientation, it's very fast And the other. And then I have one other orientation that I also use in solves, but I didn't like learn on. So it's a tiny Mm. bit slower. And then I have one orientation where I'm probably about as fast as most other FMCers.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, I I did not have a fun time with those scrambles hmm. personally, um, except for two. Two I had a fun time with that I did not get good results with. Hmm. Um, just could like the finishes just never really came through for me. Other than an eighteen to four corners, which was okay. all right. It just didn't feel. It felt like I could have done a lot better on that scramble. Yeah, one I had a twenty to five corners that magically became twenty to twenty nine. Ooh, okay. Uh so I was like I survived that one. Yeah. Um my
1: solve one was also a pretty lucky five corners. I think I I was like 17 to 5 and got a 27.
0: Let me tell you why I am cheesed about my insertions on my 18 to 4 corners. Okay. So, I did my first pass through and the best first insertion I could find canceled 3. Ooh, that's really bad. It's really bad. Um, I did miss the one that canceled four, but I was, I was trying to do a fairly quick pass through. Um, so I just, uh, completely whiffed on one of them, but I had a feeling that it wasn't going well. So, but the second time I did a pass through, I noticed that I could, um, do an insertion that canceled eight moves that left Mm -hmm. a different four corners. (laughs) Nice. So I decided just to do that and just check that one quickly too. Yeah. And on that, I found a first insertion that canceled six. Oh, wow.
1: That's a lot. <laughs>
0: yeah. The three corners after that canceled, zero.
1: Oh, I remember. I saw you post about this. That has yeah. happened to me many times, yeah. actually.
0: <laughs> and then I, I looked back at Insertion Finder, because I, I basically had to turn that one in, because I, I became sort of committed to doing that. Mm-hmm. Route and didn't have time to really go back and check for other stuff. Yeah. Um, but I found on Insertion Finder later that I missed that f- uh, first insertion that canceled four. And it had a three corners after which the canceled three.
1: So instead of canceling six on your first insertion, you could have canceled four, and then later. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so like that, that was mover. that
0: was mildly frustrating, uh, <laughs> to say the least. Because uh, I don't know, it definitely felt like I had like a twenty six or something incoming.
1: Yeah, and then, which
0: would have put nope. me in decent <laughs> position. For competing, but I mean, it, it clearly didn't matter either way uh, yeah. because it wa- top, one that top wasn't. Three were all very, very good means. Yeah, <laughs> one it was not good enough. Two I dnf the third. So <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. No, I I got my second best mean ever, and I tied my PR single, mm-hmm. or sorry, my second best official mean, right? Uh, which. If I recall correctly, you also got your second best official mean recently. So we're kind of, we're on the same level with FMC at the moment, I think.
0: (laughs) Apparently. Although I think your second best mean is better than my second best mean. Oh, okay. (laughs) Because what was your your mean this past weekend? Was it 26 flat? 26 flat, flat.
1: yeah. Yeah, because... A move off of my PR.
0: Yeah, my one last weekend was 2667. Okay. So, still good, but definitely uh, no 23s in that mean.
1: (laughs) Yeah, this one was actually my PR mean went twenty seven, twenty three, twenty seven, and this one I mm-hmm. did twenty seven, twenty three, twenty eight. So,
0: man, you're just terrible, aren't you?
1: I am. Yeah, really bad. <laughs> but yeah, so after this, after those, after the first three places and I guess fifth and sixth, all used Domino reductions on every solve. I decided to look into it a little bit more. I messaged Chris Chi, and he gave me like a quick rundown on like what the techniques he's using are. And I ask questions like, how many DRs do you check? Like, "What's What do you consider as a good length, et cetera? Mm-hmm. And what I hadn't really realized is that DRs are way easier to find than I thought. Oh, okay. I was kind of thinking of it before as like, you have to be smart to make good DR. The truth is, you just have to try a bunch of things. It's like everything else in FMC. I don't know why, for some reason, I thought that DRs were something special and different. Um,
0: <laughs> yeah, it's... It's a matter of just... Everything in FMC is just a matter of spamming enough, like, tries or starts to find something.
1: And so now what I've been doing in my solves... I've done, like, five solves since then. Because I got really inspired to practice uh, DR. And I've been averaging, like, 26. Which is better than I've ever done before. um, Despite not practicing in a really long time. Mm -hmm. And it's just because, like, now what I do is I systematically try every EO. And then quickly look for DR um, solutions. And once you can recognize the patterns of like if you have the right number of corners and the right number of edges it's pretty easy to see whether or not you're going to be able to make a good dr and yeah so as it turns out they're way easier to spot than i thought they were and you can just try a whole bunch of them until you find one that works you don't have to like like what i was doing before was i would find like a 10 move dr and then i would spend the rest of the solve trying to find stuff on that right and like the assumption there was that dr is supposed to make it easier to build blocks and stuff so I should be able to find a near-optimal solution from here. But that's just not the case. But
0: DR is basically like EO. Like, you know, you can't find one short EO and just say, like, this is my EO and I'm going to find everything on this.
1: Yeah, my mindset was, like, totally wrong before. Like, I was thinking, like, it should be possible to get good enough at DR, like, that you can find a near-optimal solution for the end. But it's still, like, you're probably going to be, like, 12 moves away or, like, 14 moves away. So, like, no one's gonna find no one you can't reasonably expect i don't think to find an optimal 14 move solution every time so it's like you just got to try multiple drs until you find one that block builds well
0: mm-hmm. and i think for me especially i just need to improve at my edge insertion skills
1: oh yeah the edge, edge insertions are crazy <laughs> with dr yeah
0: yeah uh, and i think that's definitely where i am weak i like a lot of the 2e 2e stuff especially like i mean i know like the very basic ones that
1: the, the like, basics get you pretty far on that, to be honest. <laughs> really, I, I know the basics and one other alg, I think, but I still do quite well hmm. with the two e two e because you can also approach it as inserting two comms, which is often very good because two comms when they're edge comms and you have dr is totally fine.
0: Yeah, because uh, do you find that when you do um, edge comms on dr, are they mostly like the good like six movers?
1: Yeah, it's very rare that it will take you more than like a pure six move com. To solve the edges in DR, just because like they're so restricted in places they can be, and they're always oriented correctly. After and, yeah, the DR. they.
0: It's you can almost um, always find them in slices. It seems. Yeah. Especially if they're your domino edges. Oh yeah. hi. Uh,
1: <laughs> Pizza
0: yeah, slices. Yeah, if if,
1: if if they're like your e e or your e layer edges, then I would like I would expect to be able to solve if I have just the e layer unsolved and it's a domino solve and like there's a reasonable amount of moves done on the domino reduction itself because there it's possible that you could do like an 18 move dr and then have like three more moves to solve everything except your e-layer and then you're not i wouldn't necessarily expect to find anything that great because most of the solve didn't have dr done
0: you know this is kind of an irrational thought but sometimes when like the bell goes off i feel like personally offended for like doing something <laughs> that i shouldn't have done uh, not to totally uh derail this conversation um uh, but um it's kind of weird. Like whenever the bell h- happens, I'm just kind of like, "Oh my god, did I do something wrong?" Or uh, <laughs> what is was it something I said? I mean, it was. Yep, uh, it was. <laughs> is it food related? Was it like slices?
1: Um. But yeah, so with the e-layer <laughs> edges, uh, I would expect that often, like no matter how many e-layer edges I have, I only expect to add one or two moves to the end of the, the to the total solve length uh, if I'm just solving e-layer edges.
0: Yeah. Totally. Yeah, because, I mean, you can almost think of, like, if your E-layer edges are wrong, you probably just arrived at solving the two domino layers wrong.
1: Yeah, well, it's like, you can just add in wide moves anytime you do, like, a U or D move, or the equivalent in whatever orientation your domino is. Right,
0: right, right. Yeah, that's why, that's a much nicer way of saying you did it wrong.
1: Yeah, that's, I mean, yeah, it's like you're... (laughs) It's not like you have to... I wanted to clarify that. You, it's not like you did a completely different solution. It's just that you have to add some turn make some of your moves wide moves. Exactly. Basically. Yeah.
0: Well, I definitely need to play with DR more. I have just... Yeah, uh, so do I. I've had... I'm right now in my real life I'm trying to go very quickly through my PhD program. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah. uh, time for cubing has been very minimal. And when I do have it, I'm more concerned about organizing and delegating than I am practicing. So, yeah. Which, honestly, I think is good for me. I think I got to, to a realization that, um, like, I don't I feel like when I was trying to do FMC for, like, Worlds and Nats this summer that I was, like, trying to be serious about it, and I think that really hurt me more than helped me.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Like I interested understand that. Yeah, like, I just, I think I was trying to take things way too seriously yeah. <laughs> in <laughs> approaching competing at big competitions for FMC. And that honestly, the two podiums I have achieved at nationals in previous years are more a result of just me getting lucky than, and finding the right solutions at the right time than <laughs> me, you know, really putting in a, like a high effort practice and concentration into those events. Yeah, um, so. I, I do
1: think that at this point, it is definitely possible to improve your average by like a couple of moves if you get good at DR.
0: Oh, I believe it. I totally believe it.
1: So th- I think that this is like kind of a unique point in FMC history where there are a lot of people who could, through enough dedicated practice, be reasonably assured that they're going to improve a significant amount.
0: Mm-hmm. Which is big, because FMC, unlike other events, FMC is incredibly variable, and anyone yeah. could beat about anyone on any given attempt. <laughs> <laughs> um, even if you would clearly say one person is better than a di- another. So I don't know. That's just that's kind of an interesting thing about FMC to me. Um, Yeah. And it's uh, interesting that you know in an event that's that subject to luck and variability that you could still improve your global that dramatically to the point where you notice it amongst all of the noise of your results.
1: Yeah, like absolutely. Like like I'm saying, like I said, I I just started like using this new mindset with DR, Mm -hmm. and I'm noticing already that I'm averaging like twenty six, which. I think I was doing that for a very short time when I was really in practice. But just to to come back into it after so long and be like already at that point, I feel like I have a ton of room to grow as well. So Totally. Yeah, it's real interesting. FMC came super far in like a year, less than a year. <laughs>
0: yeah, totally. <laughs> uh yeah, this this past year has been insanity for how quickly it's grown. I mean to yeah. think that um literally a year ago when I got my PR mean, I was like threatening world record with two twenty fours,
1: yeah. <laughs> no.
0: Like that's that's not even close now. If you start with two twenty fours to break world record, mean you're gonna have to nearly get a world record single.
1: Yep, it's like now if you get two twenty fours, it's like oh you might win the competition. <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> yeah, depending on how competitive it is. Yeah.
1: <laughs> so the Martin Eggel of the day, there is or there. I wasn't planning to do a Martin Eggel of the day. Uh, just because I didn't, I didn't have anything planned. I'm not in my usual recording setup. But I have one. I'm very hungry right now. So it occurred to me, Martin Agdal, he eats food to survive. Most likely. Hmm. It's a rumor. I've heard, it. I've heard it, this as a rumor. Um, Interesting.
0: I was convinced that, uh, that he was not human and uh, had other forms of sustenance. But, yeah, um,
1: well, that's that's the thing. He actually he has an alternative uh, supplement to his diet, which is good, but usually not world record solves. Interesting. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> what's what sub elite sustenance?
1: <laughs> All right. Uh, what's what's your prediction for today?
0: My bad prediction of the day is actually. Wait, hold on.
1: We have to update. Oh, we do. Yeah.
0: We kind of updated already right. on one look, thing. Just
1: to be clear, you predicted that... I can't change the color because I'm on my phone. You predicted that a 26.67 or worse would win FMC Americas. In fact, a... What was it? 23.67? Or yeah, was so, it,
0: yeah, I think it was 23.67. That
1: sounds 23.67 right. A 23.67 And a 26 came in fourth. That was me. Uh, I don't think the people behind me we're sub 26.67 but yeah so that prediction was a fair amount off
0: (laughs) fair amount yeah i mean i definitely think that it was uh plausible but um oh also it wasn't 2367 it was 2433
1: okay right i was kind of i knew it was off of 24 by a small amount
0: (laughs) (laughs) just the wrong way yeah uh but yes (laughs) either way uh more than two moves incorrect (laughs)
1: yes (laughs) all right so what's your prediction today
0: my prediction today is about the LBs, actually. Oh, okay. I am predicting that a non-GAN cube will win the best new 3x3. Three three. Ooh.
1: I feel like this one is a little bit skewed because you're going to be voting on the LBs and you're like a third <laughs> of, the, of the deciding vote here.
0: Well, the funny <laughs> thing is I'm probably not going to vote for a GAN cube. Um, but even so, I think... That the other parts will like, like the fans are surely going to vote for a cube.
1: Maybe you should make your prediction that the f- that the fans vote, like the audience vote, will not be for a GameCube.
0: Well, oh, well, my prediction is that it, my bad prediction is. Oh, right, my bad prediction is. Because I think Nazi. it's actually yes. a good prediction
1: yeah. that a cube won't win the LBS because I know what I'm voting.
0: <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'll just do it about the fans. That's fine. <laughs>
1: i mean i don't know for sure actually because i'm not sure when the puzzle i'm thinking of actually came out if it came out this year or not uh but oh yeah but time
0: moves quickly man it's hard to to keep track of this stuff um but yes that my my prediction is that uh the fan voting for best three by three will be a non-gan puzzle
1: all right i like it bold that's what i'm saying um all right well i guess that's our episode incredible we've done it
0: we've 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 arrived
1: can you hear that hammering in the background a little bit someone in my house has decided this is a good time to start hammering which i guess means it's a good time to end the episode um
0: we've hammered it out
1: (laughs) all right (laughs) there we go that's it we're done
0: (laughs) what i can't put a little dad joke in here or what
1: no you can it's just that's how the episode ends Apparently is, not because we're still talking. This is how the episode ends, not with a bang, but with a dad joke.
0: Wait, wait. I have to I have we're on the topic of dad jokes. Have you seen the new competition I announced?
1: Uh yes. Hold on. I I know I saw it and I know what the subject is. I'm trying, my brain is running, trying to figure out what the name of it is. It's, um, oh, (laughs) it's some Pyraminx, uh, pun having to do with Portland, but I can't, I'm not, I'm not able to put it together right now. What is it?
0: Portland in a pyramid. tree.
1: There we go. (laughs) Nice.
0: It's It's three days after Christmas.
1: Oh, so it's not one day after slash 12 days before. I'm not actually sure what the 12 days of Christmas are. Uh,
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, but yes, I, I when I came up with that comp name, I was so proud of myself. It's really good. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I was talking with Lauren recently, and I was like, you know, I'm definitely not ready uh, to have a kid, but my jokes are ready to have a kid.
1: <laughs> nice.